Welcome to elementary, Monday evenings at six. Um, unfortunately, my guest is sick and cannot, cannot make today's elementary. Nevertheless, the show must go on. And in saying that, I hope you're having a fabulous Monday. I hope you had um, a great day from wherever you're watching. So my guest today was supposed to be Jess Lunaval, but then she is sick and unfortunately is not able to join us. So today I am going to have the show go on no matter what. And in true real estate fashion, where we improvise and make things happen, we're going to make the show happen. Um, so if you have questions and for me, then don't forget to drop them in the comment section or in the question icon below. Um, and today we'll just talk real estate. So what, um, what is happening in the world of real estate? And in the GTA market, and that's the market I'm from, Toronto and the surrounding, which is greater Toronto area. In the GTA market, you know, there are pockets. There are pockets of very different markets and from one to the other. So if someone's giving you a breakdown of a market, I would ask them to dig a little deeper and give you the breakdown of exactly where you're looking. Because the markets from from one market to the next it's it's quite a different market and um you know some homes are staying a bit longer on the market and some are flying off the market not as fast as they were but they're still going places right the condo market on the other hand is a little stagnant and uh you know there's lots to pick from if a condo is what you're looking for but since my guest is sick today, we're going to reschedule for next Monday. So tune in next Monday if you're really interested in that topic. But I wanted to talk about, you know, just getting you ready for purchasing a property. What are some things that, you know, you need to be mindful of, right? So for me, I think it's a great market, but it really depends on your story. Um, it's a great time to buy, provided. Um, it works out for you, right? Not everyone um, will be in that position and, and, and not everyone will be, it won't be the right time for everyone. My goodness, I'm having difficulty speaking. It won't be the right time for everyone. However, there are deals to be had. And these are the times where you need to be um, coming into, you know, the market taking a look at what's available because it's not as rushed. You know, once the interest rate starts to drop again, um, guess what's going to happen? Everybody is going to be showing up um, to buy a house. And that demand hasn't gone away. The demand is still around. So what are some of the things you need to be mindful of? Um, so if you're pre-buying a house, let's say you're a first-time home buyer and you're like trying to figure out, hey, what do I need to do to get myself ready? And um, typically we would say, get get your mortgage in order. 
And that's the most important step, whether you're a first time home buyer or a seasoned home buyer, finding out what you would qualify the rate um, and how far it goes. Now, it's more like the rule of four where each 100K in in um, annual wages gives you about maybe 400, um, between four and 450 of mortgage, but mostly because of the rates, probably more like 400. So, you know, if you're looking to buy something under a million, you're going to need a, you know, a couple of hundred thousand worth of mortgage. So you and your spouse, how much do you make together? Um, but I find that this is where people actually, um, fall short a bit, where they don't realize what a hundred thousand buys you in, um, what a hundred thousand not buys you, but what a hundred thousand in income will allow you to buy. Um, and so that amount of, um, that income is obviously that amount is dependent on what rate you're going to get, how much you're qualifying at, you know, there's a stress test. Um, and you also have to have like, you know, your credit, everything has to line up in order for you to get a rate from the bank, right? Or a lender, should I call it a lender? So getting your mortgage is the most important part, right? Because you have to be prepared with your numbers. You should know exactly what you can afford and it allows you to uh, not be disappointed. So, I mean, if you're looking at properties that are above a million, but you qualify for under a million, then you'll be disappointed because it's a big difference. Or if you're looking at something you know, closer to a million, but you qualify for six or seven fifty, um, you'll be disappointed, right? So look for something um, within your price range. And the best way to do that is to get your mortgage in order. Now, if you are a first time home buyer, just getting started, you know, obviously getting your credit, making sure your credit is good, uh, preparing um, all the documents that you're going to need working on your deposits and your down payments, um, making sure you you know exactly how much you have in your RSB account if you plan to use that, the whole nine yards, right? So, um, and if you're not a first-time home buyer and you're just looking to get started, then you may have to sell a property and you may have to buy. And so that's a little bit of a different market right now. So my um, advice would be to, buy to sell before you buy um, so that you know exactly how much you can afford. Um, and the market is taking a little longer, like homes are taking a little longer to move um, these days, unlike before. So one of the things I normally have people tell me is um, they'd like to buy in the Toronto area. And Toronto's great. It's great for if you're, you know, you need to commute, you need to, you're working in the city, you want to be close by. Um, and one of the things I tell people is while the taxes in Toronto are pretty cheap and people kind of get a little shocked because they think taxes are high in Toronto. Well, Toronto taxes are pretty low compared to some other areas. And um, so then what happens is, you, but you do have to pay the double land transfer tax and you have to have that money and it's quite uh, a fair bit. So whatever you're paying for land transfer tax um, in 
Richmond Hill, Vaughn, double that for Toronto. That's the double entrance for tax. But one of the things I tell people is when they're looking to live a little further out of the city, um, I, I let them know that, you know, it's always great um, if they want to live a f- little bit further out of the city, but they need to be prepared for the commute and do the commute not on a weekend, do the commute in rush hour, do the commute um, in rush hour, like when you're going to work, when you're coming back. And that's exactly, you know, because if you just do it one time, you're like, oh, I can do this. Um, and I tell my clients all the time, listen, you're going to buy a home with me. Just do the commute because, you know, I don't want a month after you've moved into your house, you're calling me and saying, oh, my God, I just can't I can't handle this. I can't handle this commute and I have to do it all the time. Now, you might be one of those lucky ones working from home and this may not affect you as much. Um, another um, uh, piece of advice that I give my clients is, are check out the neighborhood. If you're not familiar with the area, then you need to check out the neighborhood. Um, drive by, do a drive by. Um, check out the neighborhood at different times of the day, um, in the evening, if and and you'll just get a feel for if that neighborhood is going to work for you, if that area is going to work for you. But the most important thing is. What I say to people is you can't pick your neighbors and you want to make sure that wherever you decide to live, your neighbors, I mean, I don't hang out with my neighbors, but I do want to make sure my neighbors are great people and, you know, that I can actually, um, that I'll enjoy just living there, right? They're not looking for trouble and, you know, they're not making my life difficult and so on. So some of those are some of the things that I would ask people to mind, be mindful of. But, and then comes into perspective of what's nearby. So do they have grocery stores nearby or do you have to drive to get um, a bag of milk? And I mean, I'll give you an example. I was checking out this one neighborhood for myself and it was great. The house was nice. I just couldn't get over the fact that you know, even if I fell short of an onion or a bag of milk or whatever little, there was no store close enough that I could just pop in and pick up something on the fly and that I would have to drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes to like 20 minutes to a grocery store. And so for me, for some people, that's okay. That would work for them. But for me, it's like a little something to pay attention to, right? Um, so do they have grocery stores nearby, a doctor's office, all of those things? And is it close to an airport or to a trail, like a train um, track? Um, so some people say, you know, they'll pick the trains over the planes. I say pick your poison and just figure out what their schedule is. I mean, I remember having this townhouse um, right at, um, right in a flight path. And uh, I thought it was quite uh, annoying really because the flights go by like every few seconds. And if you're in a flight path, they 
they fly a little lower than most other places, right? And um, I mean, it's pretty loud. And uh, if you're hanging out, it's not loud in your house, but if you're entertaining in the backyard and you have a plane go by every few minutes or every, you know, couple of minutes, it's a lot. So, you know, some people say that about trains. Some people say that about planes. Either way, pick your poison, right? Um, hey, like I said, um, if you have any questions, drop them in the comments below. Um, my guest was sick today, and so I'm kind of um, improvising as we go along. I wanted to make sure we had um, a topic that, of interest for people. Um, so if you have questions, drop them below. If you have, um, you know, a topic you'd like me to look into a bit further and unpack for you, I'm happy to do that as well on one of our next um, episodes. So what are some other um, costs that you have to be mindful of if you were purchasing a home? And, um, you know, there'd be moving costs and being prepared with moving costs. And, you know, when I say home, not all homes are equal. So when, when I say home, um, if you were buying a resale property, the costs are a little different than if you were buying a brand new property. And those are things to be mindful of. You know, recently I've been um, finding people, uh, I think this was like a little thing while um, that everyone was going out and purchasing uh, brand new condo units. And um, somehow, somehow someone had um, convinced all of these people to pay a higher price and buy a brand new condo unit because it was going to be a great investment. And um, so, you know, I'm not talking you out of buying a brand new condo unit. All I'm saying to you is they're always more expensive than a resale. They're always more expensive and you're buying into what may happen five years from now. They're, um, they're, they're, projecting the prices and the price increases per year. And um, you're hoping that three to five years later, when they have built that condo, you're going to um, make some good money, right? But you can also stand to lose a lot. So be prepared because they're already selling you that condo unit at a higher rate. And I don't care what they tell you. I know they do this big hype and this big show and everyone gets carried away and gives um, people their hard-earned money. Um, also be prepared that not all of that money is, um, and I'm not talking condo, I'm just talking in general, brand new. Um, not all of that money is insured, right? Only parts and part, uh, portions of it are insured under um under Tarion. So um, what else do you need to be prepared? You know, that, like I mentioned, there's closing costs, which include like the legal fees and that aspect to it. There's land transfer taxes that you need to be on, prepared for. There's mortgage insurance, life insurance, moving costs, home inspections. Um, it's a big ticket item, you know. I know a lot of people like to skip the home inspections if... Uh, I would say a home inspection, you know, a good home inspector is great. 
they point out little things that you can, not deal breakers, but little things that you can actually be mindful about. Um, so home inspections, um, all of these little things will add up over time. But if you're buying a brand new property, the costs are a little different. As I mentioned, um, there are um, developmental fees, which include like the gas hookups and all of that. So you need to read through the contract really well. You need to have a lawyer go through. And if you're buying a brand new property, if you have, if you're buying a condo, you have seven, a seven day cooling off period. The cooling off period starts the minute you, you sign, uh, the document. But if you, if you're purchasing a home, a freehold, um, house, um, there's no cooling off period. The moment you sign, that's it. So just be prepared. No one's telling you not to buy it. Just be prepared that you understand what you're, um, what you're going through. And, um, it's always great to get legal advice. You know, if you have a lawyer, um, make sure your lawyer is, is, um, well versed in new, um, condo sales or new home sales. Um, because there's lots of lots of reading, lots of reading, and there's lots of clauses, and the builders don't write the clause for your benefit. Let me tell you, they are um, written in the builder's sole interest, right? So, and more importantly, is when you go to these sales centers, you're working with the salespeople that the builder has representing them, not representing you. So that's even more important that you understand. Because a lot of times I see people in a little bit of a stew because they don't understand um, some of the basic elements. Now, there's always, someone's always excited about an assignment clause. And um, so sometimes builders will say the assignment clauses are capped at so much. Sometimes they'll say free assignment clause, but nothing's free. There's always like admin fees or some legal fee attached to it or some some sort of fee attached to it even if it's small um it's attached and with assignments um even though you get an assignment clause what people fail to understand is you have to get permission from the builder to um list that property so if you decide you want to list your property you actually have to get permission from the builder i actually have a a, a person who had come to me um, to sell a property and the builder actually said no to listing. The property is almost ready, but the builder is saying no. And that's because they probably have um, a lot of inventory that is still available and they haven't exhausted the inventory yet. So they will tell you no until because then if they say yes to you, then they find themselves competing with you. Um, cause why would people buy from them if they can buy from you? Right. Um, so that's something for you to keep, be mindful about. Like I said, I'm, uh, I like to advise people on all of these things. They are not, um, matters that you need to be worried about. They're not, um, items that you have to say, oh my God, I'm like so afraid, but you have to be, um, knowledgeable about it so that if something were to happen, you have a plan B in place for it. Anyhow, I don't see any questions and I, um, I'm going to sign off. 
And until next week, I hope my guest is available next week. And I hope very much you'll join me next week for another show. But for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jacqueline Watson. I'm a realtor with Sutton Group in Toronto. And I want to thank you for your time. If you feel like you want to be on the show, DM me. If you feel like you want me to unpack a topic and find a guest for you um, uh, it, with in connection to that topic, I'm happy to do that as well. So get in touch. And until next time, have a great evening. And thank you once again for your time. Bye.